All right. Got my coffee. Got my coffee there. Let's see. All right. Got power. I'm getting ready to roll. All right. So I think, as you can tell, we're starting this podcast just a little different. Um, we are, we are, I say we, I always say we, cause I include you guys whenever I'm going, but I'm headed up to Ottawa, Kansas today to meet up with AJ Williams and talk with him about some things that he has going on and his vehicle. And then also kind of trying to see if I can collaborate with him and do a trip because I am currently driving through Kansas and I'm in the Flint Hills and let me paint a picture for you. So the Flint Hills are some rolling prairie lands. Now there's not very many trees. In fact, I, you, you can probably, oh, there's one. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's the one right there. Um, but it's rolling hills. And when you get on top of one of these hills, you can see forever. I mean, just miles and miles and miles. And I've been through the Flint Hills a few times. And every time I come, I I feel like I need to get off of the highway and go explore. So I think I'm going to do that. I I think I'm going to plan a trip to where I come up here to the Flint Hills this spring or early summer before it gets too crazy hot and, and do a trip up here. Do like, do like maybe a three or four day trip, um, coming through the Flint Hills because there's, as I'm looking now, I haven't been to Africa. I've seen pictures of Africa, but it reminds me of something that you would see like the, the Serengeti or something like where it's just, it's just open land. There's some rolling hills, there's a couple of trees out in the distance. The good thing is, is that I'm not going to be worried about getting attacked by a lion. And you know, that's kind of a, that's kind of a nice thing. Although I would like to see a lion. Anyway, I'm getting off track. So we're going to go see AJ. We are on our way right there. And the next time that you'll hear me, we will be at AJ's place and we will be talking about, um, Expedition Recon, which is the company that he has. And we're going to be talking about his FJ 60. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the podcast for All Over Overland. And I'm actually in Kansas. I'm in Ottawa, Kansas with AJ Williams. And we met through Facebook. Yep, that's right. And we met because we were talking about the uncommon vehicles. And you had a couple questions like, hey, what are you thinking? And um, and he felt like he was part of the uncommon vehicle crew. But if you search Facebook, there are like tons of FJ60s. But He's got a pretty cool one. I really like, I love the rims on yours. Yeah, it's definitely much different than traditional black or chrome. The uh, the grays just really sets it off, I think. So so to set the picture, he's got, would you call it cream color? Or uh, yellow or, or tan? Yeah, it's kind of a tan. Kind a tan, a cream, tan. yellow, yeah. like, you know, it's one of those baby poop colors. Um, that we all love, by the way. But he's got some gray, uh, solid, solid rims, kind of like a safari type style rim 
um, with like skinny tires, and you're running the KO3s, yeah. and, and you've been happy with them so far. Uh, yeah, they're actually the KM3s. KM3s, the, the yeah, sorry. But uh, yeah, they're great. I mean, no road noise. They seem to perform well so far on the trail. Um, Very good. I've heard a lot of, you know, back and forth between General and, and the KM3s, but so yeah. far, you know, they're great. Yeah, I uh, I run the KO2s. We'll let this we'll let this old Jeep Cherokee that's making a lot of noise move forward if you can hear it in the background. It's cracking me up. Um, I've got the the KO2s and you've got the KO2s because you've actually got a Tacoma long bed as well. Yes. Yeah. And what year is that one? Uh, that's a 2017 TRD Sport. And it's pretty sweet. It's pretty nice. Um, so let's talk about how you kind of got into overlanding and camping and adventure stuff. So how did that all start for you? Well, basically we like we would always try to go seek out areas to hike or canoe or camp or whatever. And so we we ended up coming across this overlanding you know, thing that's going on. Yeah. And so we're like, all right, well, we can use our vehicle to further our adventures and find seek out new areas to do those things. Exactly. Um, and just kind of, you know, show our kids and you know new areas and new things to do and kind of broaden their, you know, away from Fortnite and whatnot. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> you know we need to break from social media yeah, and absolutely. games and stuff like that. So, how long have you guys been been doing this? Uh, about. About two and a half years. About two and a half years. Yeah. Um, um, we, before the overlanding, we got we were kind of into the rock crawling bit. Gotcha. And that was fun, but extremely expensive. So yeah, because you're breaking stuff correct. and repairing it. At least, at least with overlanding, you're trying not to damage your vehicle. Right. That's the goal. That's the goal because <laughs> yeah. you do have to get home. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so so there is so usually less. It, it's just upgrades. Yeah, it's the upgrades are what. It's yeah, awesome. is what you gets know, it. The fancy, oh, the fancy yeah. stoves, the fancy gear. Exactly, exactly. So, um, now, have you always been a, t- a Toyota guy? or No, actually, we've, we've always been a, a Jeep guy. Um, started out with a JK, and we, we actually bought it from a guy up in Kansas City. It was fairly built already. Okay. Um, it was built for rock crawling, so we've, you know, we quickly found out that wasn't the build for us. Gotcha. So um, we watched some YouTube videos and some guys that were using Toyota 4Runners and Tacomas and kind of drifted more to that. Toyota Club, I guess. Gotcha. No, and I understand. There's a lot of, I mean, it, it, both platforms are great. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and it's not, it's not that one's better than the other. There's there's different features in each one. Like, the Toyota's way more comfortable. Yeah, it's definitely comfortable than a Jeep. Yeah. <laughs> Especially the Tacoma. Now, not so much probably the seven or the sixty the, series. Yeah, the sixty series is a little rough, but she's not bad. Okay, very good. Oh, very good. Now, I have a question for you because we're in Kansas. Where do you go rock crawling in Kansas? Um, there's a place down in, uh, it's about an hour south of here of Ottawa, uh, called Kansas Rocks. Okay, um, yeah. No, I'm familiar with it. I was just kind of like, right. you know, we're in Kansas. It's it's like someone in Oklahoma saying they go rock crawling sure. too, which there are rock crawlers Disney. everywhere. Uh, yeah. You got Disney and you yeah. got Clayton and, you know, different places like that. So, um, now, as far as your adventures here in Kansas... Are there some favorite places in Kansas? I've had this discussion with people. Are there places to overland in Kansas? Uh, yeah, I believe so. I, at the beginning, I actually didn't think so. And then the more I researched, the more research I found that, you know, Flint Hills is actually pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, the different seasons of the Flint Hills is also really cool. Um, and then you got, you know, different Pillsbury Crossing and there's some, uh, some waterfalls. You do have to travel further to get to those yeah. places. But uh, I think there's definitely, you know, there's some some cool places. Well, I'm glad to hear that because I'm actually going to corner you later, and and we're going to talk and try to nail some dates down 
So, because I want to come up here, and it's been a goal of mine to overland in Kansas. I know, it sounds like a ridiculous goal, but I love the Flint Hills, and I drive through here every two weeks, and I love the rolling plains. I just the way, love the way it looks. It's so different than what everybody else is doing and where everybody else is exploring um, that I really want to come and, and check it out. So, we'll have to plan a trip. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what's the best, for, for our listeners, what's the best season to experience, as far as weather and everything, to experience Kansas would, overlanding. I would say spring or fall. Um, okay. The summers are just so just so hot or humid. Yeah. And then you know it just makes camping kind of rough. Gotcha. Um, even even this winter has been kind of kind of great for. It's for getting been out there. it's well it's um, made me worried because the bugs. bugs. Yeah. Oh. That's what we were just talking about that the other day. Like all oh, the bugs are going to. The be ticks and just everything's right. going to be going to be out of. Yeah. Just. Yeah, I, I just it makes my head hurt. Yeah. Um, okay, so we'll we'll figure something out when it comes to, to to overlanding in Kansas, and then maybe get some other people to go with us. Um, now you also have a company slash vlog that that you've been working on, and that's Expedition Recon, correct? Yeah, that's right. And tell me a little bit about that. How'd that get started, and what are you actually doing with it? Uh, basically, we uh, both myself and Sarah we we discussed. Uh, she was into kind of into journaling and wanting to to write more, and we kind of wanted to, I guess, document all of our travels and okay. kind of put it out there. There's so much that out there to do that people don't, aren't aware of. Yeah, um, like you know, there's actually a lot of waterfalls in Kansas and no one's aware of. And uh, yeah, and you know, if it's, you know somebody's sitting at home looking for something to do and they want some free entertainment, they can get in their car and drive an hour and you know come across some pretty awesome places. You know, it's funny that you say that because there's a series that I've been wanting to do and, and time has just gotten away because, I mean, you know how it is. You just get busy. Yeah, we have real jobs and, you know, so this is a hobby for us. Um, it, obsession, I mean, you could probably call that. Yeah, it's definitely an obsession. But there's a series that I want to do called 100 Miles from Home and it's it's taking a weekend trip and not going more than 100 miles away from where you live and I think you'd be surprised how many different things you can find. You know, whether it's, hey, we did this trip, we went camping to go and eat at this restaurant that's a hole in the wall that, you know, everybody raves about. Uh, it could be that simple to finding a waterfall that you didn't know existed or you found out through a buddy that said through another buddy that, hey, I think there's this waterfall on this road over here. Because um, you don't have to do trips that are months long, even weeks long, to have a good time. Have no, a good time. Not at all. No. And to find adventure. Yeah, not at all. And it's really it's about getting you know just going out there and doing it, not necessarily getting anywhere. Yeah. Like sometimes we'll go on trips and we're like, oh, we got to get there, we got to get there. And, well, no, not really. We just got to get out there. Yeah. Like, so, you know, maybe we'll go to some hole in the wall, you know, little town, and we'll find a hole in the wall restaurant, or you know, we'll end up stopping on the side of the road because there's like cool little water trickle or something. You know? So it's. And and I think that when you find some some trips that are a little closer in mileage to your house yep. they're they're usually more relaxing absolutely yeah. because it's not like you're busting ass to get to a certain spot and then you've only got two days or three days or whatever how many days because you have to bust ass to get back home and you're exhausted by the end of that oh, trip. absolutely you're ready for another weekend yeah so. but you're refreshed whenever it's not too far yeah. and you can get there and you set up camp early and you go explore and 
and all that kind of That's stuff. What, that uh, was also kind of cool about that Moore Expo. It, you know, we've never been to the Mark Twain National Forest. Okay. So in it being only three hours from us, it's not too far for a weekend trip to actually go there, be able to, you know, sit back by the campfire, have a beer, relax, and yeah. uh, not feel so rushed. Oh, hey, we got to see everything. Yeah. Now, what did you think of the Moore Expo? I thought it was pretty, pretty amazing. Um, I, I was really surprised for the first time that there was so much there. There was just, I mean, there was tents everywhere. Uh-huh. Um, obviously just different, you know, people from the north, you know, every different direction of, you know, different types of overlanding, I guess. I was blown away, one, by the number of vendors that were there, that he was able, that Chris was able to get for a first year event. Oh, absolutely. Um, but what even blew my mind more was the number of people that yeah. came in to check it out. Did he ever, uh, was it released by final count? of? I know, I know the first day that it was around 2,500 people. Um, and I think the second day was at least a thousand. Um, it seems like, seems like the numbers were in that 35 range, give or take, give or take a hundred. Um, and and I may be off on that, but it seems like that's what the numbers were about. We really, like when he started talking about this and started getting vendors, he was really expecting maybe half that many. Like you just don't really know. And being that it was the first event of its type in this area you know i mean there's been the rendezvous and stuff like that but this was a a true expo it was really nice that it was actually central to us because there's you know some of us you know we dream of going to expo east expo west but you just can't make it yeah Um, and you know to have that right there is just super nice um there's a lot of i have a lot of buddies that are you know kind of interested in overlanding didn't know what it was they go down there and now they're just they're super motivated to get their rigs. You know, yeah, you know, I was talking to a few of the vendors about it, and and we were all kind of blown away with the number of what seemed to be first timers yep. or or new people. And I had been making this this call about overlanding for a few months now that I, I was saying it's about to hit the mainstream. And some people were like, nah, it'll never hit the mainstream, or if it hits the mainstream, I'm out of it. And I was like, okay, well, if you don't. If you don't call it overlanding, it's still what you're doing. Sure. You know, if we don't call it overlanding, it's still either car camping, boondocking, overlanding. We're all doing the same, same stuff. Thing. We're all buying the same product right. to do Absolutely. it. So it doesn't matter what you call it. No. Overlanding unites people. You know, I think the word, the phrase unites people. And just like that, we ran out of battery juice um, on the recorder. So um, as I get rolling in these, I'll get better prepared. But... I did have a really good talk with AJ, and it was fun to look at his rigs and check out all the things that he has going on. And by the way, make sure that you go and check out. He's got a blog and some things that he offers for sale on a website called Expedition Recon. So make sure that you go and check that out and you know read about his adventures and let him know that you heard him on the podcast today. Well, anyway, I hope you guys have a wonderful day, and I want to bring more of these mobile podcasts to you. I really did enjoy it and had a great time, and and I hope that I'm going to be able to get to um, hang out with uh, AJ soon, um, either on the trail or go and visit him one more time. So you guys have a wonderful day, and as we always say, go all over.